Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paralegal Tea Time. We actually have some tea of our own today. Our co-host, Jessica Williams, has stepped down from her co-hosting duties to pursue some exciting new things in her life. We at Paralegal Tea Time wish her the very best in her new endeavors, and she will always be a part of our Paralegal Tea Time vision and family. She's also always welcome to come and co-host with us anytime. So today's topic is very exciting, and we hope it inspires many of our listeners. Here at Paralegal Tea Time, we wanted to acknowledge that July was the Disability Pride Month, and it inspires today's topic, which is Paralegals Celebrating Disability Pride Month. Disability Pride Month began 32 years ago when Americans with Disabilities Act, the ADA, was signed into law on July 26, 1990 by President George H.W. Bush. And we will later define the disability pride uh, in more detail, but let's introduce our guest. Today's guest is Samantha Vitone, and she's joining us. Uh, she's a senior paralegal from BD, one of the largest global medical technology companies in the world. She received her bachelor's degree in sociology from Salisbury University. She also received her paralegal certificate from an ABA program at Fairleigh Dickinson University. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Samantha Vitone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me today. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for stopping by. And, you know, this is a, a great start for my solo debut here. So I appreciate you being my first guest. And this is a very important topic that will inspire many. So thank you so much for stopping by. No problem. Absolutely. I love telling my story and just to inspire others that who have more, more and more disability. Thank you so much. So first, before we start today's topic, we should definitely just define... Um, the disability pride movement, um, and it is defined as follows. Disability pride is a movement intended to celebrate the history of the disability rights movement and people with disabilities as positive contributors to society. It marks a break from traditional concepts of disabilities as shameful conditions, which were often hidden from public spaces and mainstream awareness. Disability pride is built upon the social model of disability and is described as moving away from the medical model of disability. So July was a big month. Um, it is celebrated heavily and, you know, I definitely wanted to bring awareness to this month and to the pride movement. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Um, thought it would be a good start to just tell us, you know, about you and your story. Yeah, sure. I was diagnosed in grade school with a specific learned disability named communication impairment, which means I have difficulty processing and obtaining information. And also I have a very low IQ in math. So throughout school, I had accommodations due to my learned disability, such as having speech therapy in school, and I was placed in smaller classrooms with other kids who have one or more disability just to have that one-on-one -on -one interaction with teachers and to have their attention on me. But even regardless of that, I always enjoyed school. I love school. I love working hard. I've always been motivated to keep on going, regardless of my learned disability. I 
even in college, I, I always ask, uh, I always went to extra help. I, I try to go far and beyond with school and even to stay with my job. But regardless of that, I, uh, I was in, um, high school, last year of high school. And it was a time I was applying for colleges. I was just started, excited to start my new educational career, career. But during that time, I actually had a meeting with staff, teachers, and my mom was with me. And pretty much they told me I had a slim chance of being accepted into or even graduating college due to my grades and my test scores. And, I, you know, at first I was discouraged. I, I couldn't believe that teachers and staff were telling me what defines me. And if I am going to graduate college or not. And I was discouraged. I, I I didn't know what to do. Do I listen to professionals and not even go through college and just hold myself back? But I didn't listen to them, obviously. I got I went to college. I went to Salisbury University, a four-year college. And after that, I then went to paralegal school to Fairleigh Dickinson University's program. And I graduated with a 3.5 GPA. And I just want to tell my story to people because I want other people that have one or more disability to know that no one should define you. And you know yourself best. Professionals could tell you as much as they can because they study, they have these degrees. But in the day, if I know I could push myself and if I know I could go far and beyond, I don't want to hold myself back. And I want other people to know that they shouldn't hold themselves back either with that who ha who does or doesn't even have a disability. People could tell you and put things in your your head and put hold you back, but in the day, you should know what makes you happy and how far you could go. And again, that's why I tell my story because professionals have told me I wasn't going to graduate uh, or even get into school. And look where I am today. And now I work at one of the biggest medical device companies in the world as a paralegal. And I am blessed. I still can't believe where I'm working today and I'm still working hard and I'm still keep on thriving. I want to keep on moving to in my career. That's amazing. I am so happy that you're here to tell your story. And first, I just want to thank you for sharing, you know, this inspiring story. I'm sure our listeners are going to, you know, take from this. A lot of people can relate both, not just uh, individuals with disabilities, but also just individuals in general who may have been told throughout their career that they, you know, were not able to do something, you right. know, or were not able to succeed in something. Um, but definitely uh, people with disabilities can, you're a prime example of how you can thrive. Um, and it takes a lot of courage to share your story on this platform. Yeah. And I, you know, definitely you know, um, thank you for being here. And um, you're an example of how anything can be accomplished in life. Thank you, um, I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, was someone special in your life who helped you through your personal journey of achieving your goals? Is there someone specific um, or more than one person maybe? Absolutely. I would say definitely some teachers, they have saw the potential in me um, of going far and graduating college and they didn't give up on me. And especially my parents. I think my parents were my biggest advocates and they always stood by my side. They always attended my um, meetings with teachers and staff, always keeping up to date with my accommodations while I was in school. And to this day, they are very proud of me speaking up about having a learned disability and keep telling my story to inspire others. I think having supportive parents is a huge help and being there for you. And even 
parents that have special needs kids or a kid that has one or more disability, it's important for them to be updated with their accommodations, to even be updated in general, see what events are going on, seminars. I think it's super important for parents to attend seminars that talk about disabilities or even how to help their kid to navigate after college or even after high school because things are always changing. There's always new laws coming out with the Disability Act. There's also different activities to help their kids and even just learn more about their child. And uh, even, again, just events that your kid could attend. Um, also ways for you to volunteer at events. There's the Special Olympics. There's always free seminars online, in person. There's always ways to keep up with things of what's going on in the disability world. Well, that's great information. And that actually um, dipped into one of my next questions, which was what resources or tips do you suggest other paralegals with disabilities or just listeners in general with disabilities um, dive into? But I think you mentioned it. There's a lot of seminars, changes in law um, that are actively happening um, and programs that they can look up uh, in their local communities. Um, but um, are you actively involved in your community, um, like any community outreach uh, with students or in general? Yeah, so actually my company, they have several clubs and one of them that I am part of is called Limitless ARG. And the club's mission is to raise awareness of people's disabilities and create a supportive environment where those impacted are advancing in their fullest potential and BD's ability to serve the broader community is enhanced. So that means that the, the club itself, we help with students in BD and outside of BD. We just have resources to be host seminars. We host events. We, we support the, the disability community in different ways. And actually the club has is sponsored by uh Limitless, a, a podcast. It's called uh, it's called Better Together, where you can find it on Apple Music, where there's people that tell their stories besides disabilities. People t- tell their stories on the podcast, and I think it's a great it's a great resource. And I actually, I, as you mentioned, um, I've I've talked on this podcast about my story, and I want to again, I want to keep ex- telling my story to people to inspire others with disabilities. So the there's also there again a bunch of clubs outside of uh BD. Uh when I was in college, I was part of several clubs that do support uh the disability community. And one club I was partnered with a woman who was 50 years old and she has several disabilities, uh physically and mentally, and it's called Best Buddies, the community. So you the the club. And best buddies is you partner up with someone that has disabilities and you become their buddy, you become friends with them. So I used to hang out with her. We used to go to the park. We used to uh, spend time together. And it's a it's a club now that it's still expanding uh, um, in, in, the, in the United States. And I definitely recommend for people to check out best buddies. And that's I want to get back into joining best buddies and also partnering up with Limitless with Best Buddies. So yes, there's there's different sources out there to help you out. But from my experiences, I was transparent. I am transparent with my manager, and I I told her, you know, this is how I think. This is my process. You may just take your time. I mean, for me, just be honest with your manager. And if you don't 
catch something for your manager, just again, be patient to say, Hey, can you please repeat yourself again? I'm taking notes. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm following your directions. Just be, just take your time, be transparent with their managers, even your coworkers. And, and listen, I understand it's hard to tell people you have a disability, how, and, but you shouldn't. I mean, I, I, I'm a big, again, big advocate. I think that you need to be transparent with people to understand where you're coming from, because sometimes I don't catch on to people, what they're saying to me, or I, I forgot they said something. I just say, Hey, can you please repeat yourself? Also, again, I'm, I'm very into take a note-taking. I repeat, I ask to repeat, repeat yourself. Um, and, and just, just, and don't be hard on yourself. That's the number one thing. I used to beat myself up all the time. When I started working in the legal industry, I used to be so hard on myself and I used to be scared to ask to repeat yourself or, Hey, I, I missed something. I was so scared to ask an attorney that, but now I'm like, no, please tell me what you said, because it's going to affect us. It's going to, as a paralegal, I want to make sure everything is right. I want to make sure you're doing the right work. Right. And again, it's just communication. I think that's, that's important to me. That's just my advice from my experiences as a paralegal is to ask, to ask questions, ask as many questions as you can, because you don't want to mess up and you don't want to mess up your job and you don't want to, you know, you want to make your manager yeah. proud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is great advice. I mean, I think the biggest thing as a power legal is communication and um, definitely attorneys appreciate uh, efficiency and making sure that the paralegal communicates, you know, if something, if there's questions that need to be asked um, rather than not asking the questions and not taking the task um, you know, from beginning to end, um, properly. So mm -hmm. I think that that's uh, an amazing tip for paralegals, you know, ask the questions that need to be asked. Um, and for sure, if it's, you know, if you don't understand it the first time, it's okay to ask a second time and take the notes. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid, like Samantha said, um, definitely, um, attorneys are approachable, and you know believe it or not they are and you can ask the questions um and you know it's important to highlight um a good quality employer such as bd who has these programs um that are encouraging um and i think it's amazing i mean and and i also noticed uh that bd had a post about your story on their LinkedIn page. And BD had about uh, 808,000 followers and counting on their LinkedIn page. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it's amazing that an employer is very supportive of their staff, paralegals, you know, attorneys, et cetera, and, you know, of their stories, regardless mm -hmm. of what their story is. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it makes a difference when you have an employer that is, you know, supportive in every way. Um, so I think that um, every paralegal should definitely strive to, you know, work um, for a place that, you know, that they feel comfortable in. Um, uh, you know, I know it's easier said than done, but um, definitely it, it, it's 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 a wonderful thing when you can look at your employer and like you said be transparent and um and have a good 
work-life balance and um and then when they highlight you for you know for your achievements it's just amazing so I just wanted to compliment BD on that (laughs) um and um you know how important uh is it for you to get the word out about living with disability and achieving your dreams even though you were told by the teachers um maybe there was a slim chance about graduating from college so telling my story I just think it's we need more acceptance of people having a disability or just knowing what's going on I believe people are now more I think it's now people are being more diagnosed with having one or more disability I think it's it's becoming more talked about maybe 10 years ago it wasn't Mm -hmm. as talked about and when I was in grade school there wasn't that many kids that have that had disability I mean it was only me and a few other kids so I think back but back then when I was younger like I don't even think teachers really knew because all right compared to to now what teachers really know with the disability community when I when I was placed in small classes, it was from kindergarten through fifth grade. And every morning I used to go to the small classroom and hang out with those five or six kids that had one or more disability. And now they really don't even do that with kids anymore. Now they have inclusion. I didn't have inclusion. I was pretty much separated from the quote unquote normal normal kids. So when I used to be back into homeroom, I used to cry and I used to be so scared because I wasn't used to that. I wasn't used to those 20 kids. I was only used to my five kids. But uh-huh. now it seems that with schools, now they're show, I guess, except not more accepting, just like just taking kids in with that have more one more disability and hanging out again, the quote unquote normal kids. Now not having that separation. I think now it's becoming more it's gonna be it's it's accepting, it's okay to put yeah. two kids together. And I, I'm inclusion. Yes, inclusion. And I just hope in the future there's there's more acceptance and it, it's okay. And it's it, it's not it's not it shouldn't be a black ca- cloud over you having something. It's it's it shouldn't be. It's it's okay. I'm I'm just I have so much in common with anyone. Same with anyone that just has one or more disability. They have more com- more things in common than you would ever think that. So I hope in the future that people are more educated, more accepting jobs are taking people in that have one or more disability and just keep spreading the word about it. And I hope people do tell their story to that have a disability and it's okay to have something before I'll be honest. I didn't think it was okay. I didn't even know I had something to be honest, because I remember, again, I always had the same routine going in the small classes, having my, this one-on-one teacher. And then when middle school came around, I used to, I was, I was, starting to be with bigger classes I would say with more kids in a class but I would still be taken out of certain classes to be placed in a small class so sometimes I'll be taken out of gym class art class and I remember one girl in my gym class went up to me she's like why are you leaving like why do you leave on certain days and I didn't know what the answer was I didn't know no one told me that and I remember I was asking myself like why am I getting taken out of classes I, I, you know my gym classes or my art yeah. classes you know, no one, no one really sat down and explained, explained that it. Yeah. Right. So, but now I, and I, I believe I went to my mom to, and I asked her, I don't remember what she said to me, but pretty much I, you know, I do have a learned disability and it's okay. 
and don't worry what other people say to you. Just keep doing what you're doing and just keep doing well in school. And I, I, I went forward with that. And I just hope that, you know, other kids don't question other kids that have one or more disability because it makes them feel, I mean, yeah, it's, I guess kids don't know, you know, because they're not educated enough either. And I hope kids do become more educated with disability, but it, it, it puts, if you question a kid that has disabilities of why they're leaving or why they are the way they are, that doesn't make us feel good. It makes us wonder why am I the way I am? And it shouldn't be that way. You know, you should be proud of who you are and what disabilities you have. It's not a burden. Having disability isn't a burden. If anything, it makes you stronger, makes you a better person and makes you connect with kids that do have disabilities. And I am a huge advocate with disabilities because I have a disability of what I've been through and how I've thrived and how I've continue to do so well I think at least and I, I just hope okay. that keeps happening that's amazing I think that's a message definitely for employers um to continue their diversity and inclusion throughout you know um mm -hmm. that's important uh and especially also diversity and inclusion training um, yes yep you know throughout definitely and also with their hiring yes um uh, and also that, that goes for schools too, uh, to make sure that kids understand that everyone, uh, should be accepted. Everyone's, uh, the same, everyone should get to know each other and, mm -hmm. um, give everyone the same, um, love and attention. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh also, um, on that note, I know we talked about BD, um, now just, uh, I guess, prior employers did you ever experience any prior employers that may have not been as supportive as bd um because i i guess the the gist of this question is to give hope to any listener that may be in a situation right now where they do have a disability and they they may be with an employer that may not be as supportive maybe you can talk about your situation and how you handled it maybe um um but i know the ultimate way would be to find a, a great employer such as bd you know yeah um, yeah, I, yeah i understand yeah yeah i i think because bd it's it's a huge company it's again it's one of the biggest medical devices in the world so i think that have working for a bigger company they there's more resources and more clubs i would say so for me this is the first time for me working for such a, one a big a big company and two not a law firm i always worked at law firms so this is my first time working for a company that has legal departments so i would say definitely is for people to start making clubs I think that that's a start and then getting people to join those clubs or contributing and also to not even just doing clubs, maybe just going up to your manager and saying, hey, maybe we should do a volunteer program, volunteer at the Special Olympics or even donating to something to contribute to not some nonprofit that helps with disabilities. I think that's definitely a start and to get the ball rolling and get more information or just say, hey, you know what? Maybe um, an attorney should come in to do a CLE event uh, that's a you know, a disability attorney or even family law because family law does talk about uh, disabilities or having a child that has disabilities. So I think just suggesting ideas and talking to your manager um, and just bringing people in from outside sources to come into your firm or your company to talk about the disability community, such as the law 
volunteers, seminars, anything as a start, and then just go from there and just spreading the word. I think that's, that's a start for sure to help. Great. Yeah. That's a good suggestion. I mean, that's wonderful. I think that those are great tips. Um, Definitely. And um, I hope our listeners, you know, start from there. If, If you don't have the support at your current employer, definitely start to take matters in your own hands and take these suggestions as Samantha just said, start, you know, volunteering for different clubs or uh, try and see if you can attend CLE programs or the New Jersey Bar Association on um, disability topics, um, or even maybe the Paralegal Association of New Jersey may have some guest speakers that, you know, on family law that may touch on um, like Samantha just said. So definitely try resources to um, to help your situation. Um, so that's amazing. That's some great tips. Um, and um, one last question I had was uh, for July, um, did you do anything to celebrate the Disability Pride Month? So my company did at BD, the Limitless Club. We actually hosted a coffee chat and someone's uh, a BD associate his son has autism I believe and he spoke to answer people's questions so I think that was a great way so he would answer people's questions about his job what he's doing how he figure out his day-to-day life and I think that was a great way also we posted uh, we had an email distribute to limitless, limitless memberships of supporting the disability of the disability community or how you could support the disability community. It was a newsletter. I'm sorry. And there was resources and how ways to help support the disability community. So that that's how I celebrate. I help assist with that. I help coordinate with that. I help with the newsletter. And again, I'm continuing to help support limitless. And actually, I was actually uh, I was asked to maybe be a board member of Limitless at BD. So I'm very, thank you. I'm very excited about that. I'm having a meeting in the next few weeks about that. So I, again, I want to keep helping with that out and helping outside nonprofits that support the disability community outside of BD and also just trying to make connections and just trying to figure out any ways to help support those nonprofits because they are huge help. They, they help. uh, I know they help with, uh, living situations so p- kids that the kids I guess adults that do want to live on their own nonprofits do help support that to, to, to help those kids or adults yeah live on their own transition and everything yep. yeah mm-hmm. yep, well yep. that's amazing I mean I mean you're doing so much for the community and you know I I commend you for that and um you know, definitely. It's it's just amazing and very inspiring. Thank you. Um, now, what last message do you want to tell the paralegals with disability to take away from this podcast episode and from your story? Absolutely. If anyone has any questions about myself or any advice, please, you can reach out to me. You can reach out to me through LinkedIn also by email address, any, any way I'm more than welcome to talk to you about my, my situation of, and my past of what I've been through. Also to, again, please don't doubt yourself. Please keep going forward. You know yourself best, even though you have professionals telling you still follow your dreams, keep on working hard. And I hope my story inspires you 
regarding uh, a paralegal or even a paralegal with or without disabilities. And I, I hope we keep spreading the word of accepting people with one or more disability, physically and mentally. And thank you again, Melissa, for having me. I, I hope that my message came across. And, <laughs> and again, I'm, I'm always here if anyone has any questions. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was definitely inspiring on multiple levels uh, from a disability perspective. It reached out to any paralegal that has a disability to let them know they can achieve anything endlessly. And also just from a professional perspective, if there's any paralegal struggling, thinking, or may have been told by a person of uh, a higher ranking, may have been told that they can't achieve something, um, maybe they are now inspired just in general to know that, you know, you can do anything, you know, as long as you put your mind to it, just in general. I think that's the message of, um, the broader message just in general of today's podcast. So very inspiring. Thank you so much for coming. Also at the end of each episode, we like to talk about what favorite tea everyone is drinking and sampling since we are paralegal tea time. So what is your favorite tea? If you'd like to share with us. I love green tea. Green <laughs> I tea. love green tea. <laughs> yep, I love a good green tea. Yes, that's one of our favorites. And finally, before we go, we'd like to share with our listeners the top three tips called today's tea. And our three tips uh, will be focused on tech tips. Number one, e-file all of your pleadings or petitions with the court if the court accepts e-filing as it is more efficient than paper filing. Number two, familiarize yourself with different softwares that may be offered by your law firm, such as Westlaw, LexisNexis, and CSC for deed filings. And number three, identify software that may be helpful for your job and field and introduce it to your attorney. And once again, thank you so much, Samantha, for joining us today, providing us with this valuable information and message. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in today. Join us next month for another hot topic. See you next time at Paralegal Tea Time. Thank you.